0: the supreme stakes. What a week. My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the executive director of Progress Iowa.
1: And I'm Ivy Beckenholt, communications director of Progress Iowa.
0: Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for for people doing good in the world. This week we talked to Jamie Birch Elliott, Director of Public Public Affairs for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Iowa. Uh, But we'll start with what made headlines this past week. First up, we have the average number of new daily COVID cases are doubling. Uh, They've doubled over the past two weeks. Um, The Delta variant is ripping through the Midwest and especially places that are not uh, keeping – Place any mitigation tactics, and have not taken this seriously, which is which definitely includes the state of Iowa. Um, Ivy, are you concerned about this? What uh, is your what is your uh, take on on how COVID is going in our state?
1: Well, my take is that it's not going well, <laughs> but obviously it's comforting to know that I'm vaccinated right. and everything. But it also is a little worrisome thinking. Okay, what are What's going to happen with the variants? Is something going to happen where it's not effective? So that's why I really want other people to get vaccinated, also, so that they so that they won't die. So yeah,
0: and um, I mean, a, a, and everything I've seen has shown that that if you're vaccinated, you, you still you, you even if you could get COVID mm-hmm. or, the, or the Delta variant, like there's those breakthrough cases. I think that's what they're being called. Yeah, um, like they're breaking through the vaccine, but like the... It's, you still are very much protected against the serious mm-hmm. cases of the hospitalizations. Um, and so the most important thing, yes, is to get vaccinated if yeah. you haven't already. And I don't know why people aren't mm-hmm. doing that at this uh, point.
1: Well, yeah, it's all just concerning, especially mm-hmm. since the Reynolds administration uh, decided to put out the updates for the daily COVID numbers. They moved it to weekly updates. Right. Which, so,
0: And then they canceled the uh, Test Iowa right? Yeah program is basically over at this point so we're not testing as much we don't have information and we're flying blind with this with delta so
1: woo-hoo. next up we talk a little bit about some fun news so abby finkenhower has announced that she's going to run for chuck grassley's seat in the senate it's uh all very exciting so what was your take
0: yeah i think it's i think it is great i think there will be uh, I, I imagine there'll be a number of candidates get into mm-hmm. this. Artie Dave Muhlbauer is in um, Abby's now in. Um, she is, as the former uh, member of Congress, she certainly will have a lot of base of support to draw from, ability to raise money, build an organization, all of that. Um, she is she is terrific and would be a great would be a great nominee if she ends up being the nominee. Um, but I think, and I think it's a, I think it's a good contrast, um, between her and, and Senator Grassley. So, um, Progress Iowa won't make an endorsement, of course, but, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, uh, I think all, I pretty much think almost any candidate would be a (laughs) a much better Senator than Chuck Grassley. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but it is fun to see Abby get in the race and get back in the mix, um, after uh, her great term in Congress. Yeah, for sure.
1: It'll be exciting to mm-hmm. see if he even runs. So, Yeah, that's true. That's we don't true. know if he's
0: going to run yet. <sighs> I think he's running, though. Like,
1: you, I don't, I'm starting to feel like, I don't know, maybe not. I get it,
0: but like, I guess I get that there's the fundraising piece that he didn't raise as much yeah. money, right? But then, I, like, if you saw the, resp- the response to Abby getting in, it was like every Republican elected official. Yeah tweeting and having the back of chuck grassley and so someone is organizing that mm-hmm. right whether it's his, his his team or the nrsc or somebody's like coordinating all of that to make sure that they're all on the same page and my only thinking is like they're not doing that unless they think he's running right, right. so uh or it's more i mean you would think that they wouldn't be doing that unless you think they think he's running. Maybe they just want to look out for the for the guy or whatever. But uh, ah yeah. um, no. But so I I just feel like he's gonna run. But
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Time time will tell. Mm-hmm. Time will tell.
1: Well, next up, we talk a little bit about uh, Joni Ernst. Surprise, surprise. She's in another scandal with her donations. Um, so the group Iowa Values. They last time in 2020 they gave her around like. 1.5 million, which is a lot. So now they're being sued for their behavior because they register as nonprofit, so they don't have to report um, as much. But apparently, someone from the Ernst campaign wrote to, don- wrote to donors on their behalf for Iowa Values, asking for funds.
0: Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. So I, it's not surprising that her team is involved in this or embroiled in this scandal. But um, I, I, I'd need to check and. Greg, our resident fact check, um, oh, expert is, um, we'll get to that in, um, <laughs> in our hot takes, but, uh, um, can correct me if I'm wrong? But I think she, I think Ernst had the biggest penalty of any Iowa candidate ever, um, as far as a campaign finance, uh, penalty. I think you're right. And so I, I we, we, we want to check that and can, Greg can contact his, uh, uh, friends at the University of Iowa, uh. Uh, or or PolitiFact, but um, but but I think she. So anyway, it's not surprising because she's been involved in this stuff all the time. Like this is how they roll. They they try to squeeze every every shady dollar in that they can.
1: Yeah. Next up, we're going to talk a little bit about Reynolds. So we've seen Reynolds take credit for the twenty million dollar children mental health center recently but the thing is that she didn't really consult mental health professionals about this and while we're all sure like yes a mental health center is great she didn't ask them what we actually need the money for right now she kind of just wanted to take credit for this mental health center without knowing if that's exactly what we need uh so that was kind of the story
0: yeah and and she just she I'm like flabbergasted by this governor sometimes. Like she's she's terrible. Like they, like she does the most hacky thing that a politician can do, which is like glom on to things that she has no responsibility for Mm -hmm. and and promote it. So I it's 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 just kind of gross that it happens this way sometimes. And and but I think that's just going to be what we're going to expect as she. Uh, continues on uh, in 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 her term, which will hopefully be not too much longer. Yeah. Um, only about a year and a half left.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Shout out to Iowa Capital Dispatch for that story, by the right, way. Right. Right. All right. Uh, next up, last up, uh, we're going to talk a lot, a little bit about the fact that this session, we know that the Republicans passed the legislation that denied schools districts the ability to maintain diversity. Because they have to allow any student to enroll out of their district so some data just came out that showed that it was problematic because most of the students that are uh, open enrolling going out of the districts are white so a lot of white flight happening i think in davenport they only have 53 percent of white students but 70 percent of the people leaving are white students so they're just being overrepresented in this program
2: so
0: yeah the republicans have legalized white flight it's one of many like racist or racist adjacent I don't know if that's the right term but like certainly in the ballpark of racist policies that they passed this session um and uh yeah that's their that's their mo like they've done they've done a lot of this um so you're gonna have increasingly segregated school districts where they've also banned the ability to talk about so-called divisive topics so you're gonna have segregated school districts in which you can't teach about um, anything that's like racist in our past. So it's it's just really creating a culture where, generationally, like we are, I mean I would like to think like we get a little bit more inclusive, a little bit better mm-hmm. as years go on. But what they're setting it up to do by dividing us and preventing people from getting an honest education. Is they're creating more divide um, in our in our community on racial lines, and so it's really scary to think about like what is this going to cause five, ten, twenty years down the line? Because this is not a recipe for like bringing people together. This Mm -hmm. is like how you start fomenting just racist ideas.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like a lot of propaganda they're trying to put in schools, and so it's just horrible schools are already kind of segregated enough and so this is just gonna really exasperate Mm -hmm.
0: up next for the interview we are thrilled to have in studio with us now that the pandemic is kind of over um jamie birch elliott director of public affairs for planned parenthood advocates of iowa
2: that's me. Yeah.
0: Um, so we are working together, Progress Iowa and Planned Parenthood, on um, on a series of events called the Supreme Stakes, where because of the threat that Roe is under and reproductive rights are under attack, even more so this fall as the Supreme Court heads into their next term, um, and... Uh, thrilled to be working with Planned Parenthood uh, Advocates of Iowa and Interfaith Alliance of Iowa on this series, but Jamie, tell us a little bit about what we've got coming up.
2: I think we need to start with how we got to this moment, right? Like, why do we even need to talk about the Supreme Court today? Aside from the Mississippi case being brought before the Supreme Court, which is a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. But we're here because of a a long game that uh, anti-abortion advocates and politicians have been playing for, Decades, decades, they have been laying the groundwork for this specific moment in time. And the Trump administration was a time for their plan to really be complete. And what happened under the Trump administration is that the federal courts um, were basically Uh, remade the trump administration uh nominated 200 federal judges during their during his term and these are lifetime appointments so these are 200 federal judges who are on the bench until they choose to retire or until their soul leaves this planet and (laughs) Uh, that is not. That is a significant number because that means whether it's the court of appeals, whether it's the district yeah. courts, whether it's you know these these smaller district, like you know the the districts keep getting broken or broken down like to the nuclear level at sometimes. But up and down our federal court system, it's stacked with the most anti, well, fill in the blank, honestly. It's not just about repro rights. This is about LGBTQ rights and health. This is about um, social justice in general. This is about equality. Um, And so 200 federal judges were nominated by the Trump administration. And so what we will see is that for generations to come, court decisions will have an impact on policy right and it is not lost on me that here in our own state of iowa we have um, the iowa legislature anti-abortion leaders in the iowa legislature saying that you know the the courts legislated from the bench and um you know rewrote the iowa constitution okay well that's about to happen times 200 Yeah, At the federal level. And so,
0: I mean, part of what we're going to be doing with this event series starting Monday and going into August and September is laying out exactly what you just described, this horrible situation in the courts, attacks that are happening all over the country, um, and giving people hopefully good information so that um, they can, you know, maybe do something about it. But at a minimum, educating people. Um, So... Do you kind of want to talk through like what the you know the the program will look like for the next for the for the programs that we've got coming up?
2: Or, I'd love to. Okay. So coming up on, well, if you're not listening to this on over the weekend, right? Coming up on <laughs> the let's see, Monday the twenty sixth will be the first. Uh, event in a series of three. Uh, From there, we'll lay the groundwork about what's happened at the Iowa courts because what's happened at the federal level has also happened in Iowa, albeit at a much more rapid pace. We'll talk about the compare and contrast between what's happened at the federal courts and the Iowa courts and how that has an impact on reproductive rights and health and, you know, aligning issues moving forward. From there, We'll have an event in mid-august mid to late august that will have folks from iowa sharing their personal stories about um you know the the world that we are envisioning uh where all of these court cases if all of these court cases go into effect or for example if the iowa constitution is amended by the by iowa voters to remove the right to abortion from the iowa constitution what what do their lives and their worlds look like? Or you know, would what would happen? What would have happened to them if they didn't have access to um, reproductive health care? So we'll hear from um, likely a healthcare provider, a member, a leader in the faith community, and a couple of uh, Iowa advocates that will share their personal stories and we'll talk to them on a panel. And then we'll close out the series in mid-September with a um, panel of experts that will talk about the federal Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, and the upcoming cases um namely this direct challenge to roe um this case in mississippi which is you know a direct challenge to roe versus wade like i said previously but what it is it's 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 a 15-week ban and what it is asking the court to do is to um, overturn, I guess I'm kind of like spilling the beans here. Yeah, no. This <laughs> but is what did that, is what, what it's asking, you know, what this <clears throat> Mississippi case, and it's just shortened as the Mississippi case in a lot of, um, you know, in a lot of print media. And so um, it can be called by its official name, which honestly I don't have off the top of my head. But, um, you know, the what it's doing here is asking for um a a correction in roe versus wade and therefore a correction in planned parenthood v casey we're getting way in the legal weeds but Mm -hmm. it's asking for to for the supreme court to re-rule what um at what limit of weeks can we um ban abortion Right. right and so um in you know In a lot of ways, that could be a direct challenge to Roe. We could see Roe fall. But what we're more likely to see, um, and when I say Roe fall, I mean Roe versus Wade is essentially overturned. We're not expecting a full overturn of the law, but it could be chipped away to the point that um, it's barely accessible or legal. Um, It would be, abortion would be legal in name only, uh, abortion wouldn't technically be accessible to people.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how much of this we're going to get into in these three sessions, right. but uh, I mean, but there's always the phrase I hear a lot is like that abortion is always going to be accessible for people who have money, people who have means, that kind of thing, right? Versus like. Or, or it's going to be accessible, but, dang- but not safe, you know. Right. Um. So, th- just because it's illegal, that will just change how people access abortion. Spot on. So, and I, uh, and that's, I think, is something that doesn't get talked about enough, probably, in all this, in my opinion. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm. We're so excited to, like, be doing all this together because... I'm
2: excited, too. I mean,
0: even though it's a shit topic and, like, and uh, and a horrible thing that this could be happening, like, I think people need to know about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really glad.
2: And, I mean, one more little plug here for this speaker series, and if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I already know all of that, <laughs> you are in the extreme minority. Um, this, this is something that's flown mostly under the radar, right? Like it's not sexy or cool to talk about the courts. I mean, it is with me and my friends and the people (laughs) I hang out with, but you know, this isn't like a hot topic. There are like, people would much rather see like who's slinging mud at who, Um, And of course, you know, like there's this huge discussion about infrastructure and there's, by the way, a global pandemic and there's just a lot happening and people can't pay attention to it all. So we're just hoping to educate some folks um, about what what this is. Right. And the impacts that this could have. We don't know. There isn't much to do about it yet, but we need we need you all. We need listeners to know about this stuff before we have to try to explain it to you all when there's a crisis, right? Like, what if there's a Supreme Court vacancy in the next four years? What if there, you know, what if this Mississippi case does overturn Roe versus Wade? The amount of advocacy that we'll have to do, not just in Iowa, but across the country, will be huge, um, because essentially it leaves it up to the states to regulate, quote, regulate, but that means restrict, abortion. And that is just unfathomable to me I think about what the Iowa legislature would do Um, and then I also just want to say it is not a coincidence that in Iowa we're seeing uh, this anti-abortion constitutional amendment go through at this exact time like in Iowa the anti-abortion advocates and politicians I, I said this earlier but they have been building up for this moment they have been laying a groundwork where Roe versus Wade could fall and abortion could be the Iowans could no longer have the right to abortion in Iowa. So that means in the, honestly, the near future, we could be looking at an Iowa where abortion is is legal probably in name only but not accessible to most Iowans or not accessible to Iowans at all I wouldn't be shocked if the next move from the state legislature is to just try to ban abortion or to try to bring a six-week ban a six-week abortion ban back which is essentially a ban on abortion a 15-week ban on abortion is essentially a ban on abortion I mean at 15 weeks you know thinking about my own pregnancy i it's so early, yeah. right? Like you think about it. Um, and it, that is, you know, you figure out you're pregnant at around six weeks earlier, if you're lucky. Um, and you know, as soon as there's a heartbeat on an ultrasound, which is around six weeks, um, you can't have an abortion. And so really what that is, is a ban on abortion, right? right? Cause they know that they know that if you by the way you typically don't even go to the doctor before six weeks so you go around eight or ten so but by the time you're going to your first prenatal appointment you already cannot access abortion
0: right which would be the whole point which is the whole point their point Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah 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 they know that yeah
0: well everyone listening attend monday july 26th the other two events in august and september and if you like jimmy said if you think you already know everything that's great Come for a refresher and tell your friends.
2: Yeah, like, what great dinner table conversation, in my mind. Or, like, you know, meet up your friends, your vaccinated friends for some coffee, and let's talk about the Supreme Court and abortion. I can't think of anything more exciting. That's
1: right. Now we move on to Hot Takes, where we go over the hot topics of the week and give our opinions. First up, we have the Olympics. And we are joined this week by Jamie, as we went over in the interview. So... What are your opinions on the Olympics? Are you going to watch? Are you a Simone Biles stan? Please say you are.
2: I mean, I love the Olympics. And I was recently talking to some cousins I have of mine. And my husband and I were, like, super excited to talk to them about, are you sure. watching the Olympics? And their answer was just like, no. Like, it was the dumbest thing in the world. What? Yeah. And I could, like, I've never lived in a in a universe where you didn't get really excited about the Olympics.
0: Yeah. Are these, can I be age discriminatory slightly for a second? Like like how, what's the age range of these cousins?
2: I mean, like 23, between 18 and 23.
0: So I don't, is it like just not cool or is it like, I don't know.
2: I'm not sure, but like.
0: Ivy, and again, no offense, Jamie, but like you're much closer to that age range than we are. Like, is that, are you, you're into it though? You're into the Oh, very much,
1: but I. I do wonder, I'll have to look this up, like, if we can stream it. I'll probably watch it mostly, just, like, on
2: Instagram. Okay. Like, whenever they what? go. And Twitter. That's interesting, too. Just to, like... How does that even... Wor- you? So you don't, like, park yourself in front of yeah, ABC right. and with, like... I don't have regular TV. But you can have regular TV and stream <sighs> like, regular TV. Yeah. Yeah, I'll... I'll figure it out. I don't know. I haven't streamed yet,
1: like, regular TV. This
2: just opened up a whole so, new box for me. So what do you,
0: this, yeah.
1: Netflix and Hulu sure. and all that. Yeah, You don't, okay. So I really am into Olympics, but yeah, I have to figure it out. Wow. It's just.
0: So you watch it through Instagram?
1: Yeah, like the like updates. Like the clips
0: and stuff? Yeah.
1: Oh. That'll be fun. I know. Wow. But. Yeah. Huh. So
0: Jamie yeah. has this very confused look on her face. <laughs> I internally have that same look. Right churning through my brain.
2: Fascinating. Because,
0: like, I'll watch it on – I'll watch it on TV, but then I will be scrolling through and, like uh, – why am I blanking on her name? The SNL, uh, um, Leslie, uh, Jones. Leslie Jones, who will do – sorry, sorry uh, the Leslie Jones, who will do the commentary, mm-hmm. her, like, commentary. Right. It's hilarious. But I'll, like, be watching that as I'm watching – Same. The, I'll, like, do social media, but as I'm watching TV.
2: I feel like that's millennial. That's how, like, you millennial – Olympics, yeah, and that like so you must Gen Z Olympics just on issue. purely on social yeah. media.
1: I mean, I would love to, but also at night I have to like watch my regular scheduled program, you know, Netflix and Hulu. So. But it's
0: not scheduled; it's streaming, right? I you can know, do whatever you
1: want. But Fascinating.
2: <laughs> it's just, okay, I well, know, it's I love it's... the Olympics, <laughs> yes. and what right, right. I don't I'm love are right. um, is the U.S. Olympic um, Committee, who is apparently like. Not shocking, very racist, very, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sexist, you know, like, why can't we just let people wear swim caps that, you know, Mm -hmm. like work for their own hair or why... Or, like, hello, Norway. Like, can we just let the sand handball, side note, had no idea that was a thing. Can we just let them wear whatever they want to wear to cover their body and play their sport? Or, like, can we maybe let the blind swimmer have her support person there? But, you know. No. The so there's no, a lot Jamie. to fix with the Olympics, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. the same like institutional racism that pervades the world is alive and well in the Olympics. but um, I, I will watch them and I will love every minute and I will watch every bizarre little thing. Isn't that the best? Yeah, like the random
0: sports or whatever like yes and not to say they're random but it's just wonderful
2: sand handball how does that even work Yeah, I don't
0: know what that I mean I, well, I'll find out or I'll watch it but like right yeah
2: but yeah anyway super pumped for the Olympics yes, yes. always gymnastics is like yeah
1: which best. sport would you guys do if you guys did the Olympics that's a big question oh
0: my gosh curling that's winter oh. so oh,
2: fascinating um because
0: it's yeah I can't run Oh no! Or lift oh, this things. is like
1: your dream. Like I can't oh, like I, I can't like walk okay. more than like five
2: steps without being tired. So, so less you know, realistic, this is
0: more it. yeah yeah okay.
2: Hmm. I don't. This is there's just like too much. You'd have to pick one. I'd say swimming. I guess. Oh, oh fun. that'd be good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, swimming, diving. I was like playing baseball. Maybe play baseball.
1: Oh yeah, they're bringing that back this yeah. year. So fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, what about you? you didn't, oh, yeah. Uh, well, they're bringing back, they're having skateboarding. Which oh, that would be I've awesome. I've always wanted to skateboard, but I don't have balance, but that's a really cool. Well, that's sport. your dream. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: Skateboarding Great.
0: is so cool.
1: Oh, well,
0: Sp- oh, speaking of dreams.
1: Ah, yes. Okay. Jeff Bezos and the rest of the billionaires <laughs> going to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on basically he's gone he already left and
0: yeah. I mean, thoughts? he's achieved the, boyhood dream of blasting off a you know what into space so I mean this is just
2: such stereotypical comic book villain that like I can't even handle it
0: yeah like the I think my favorite part of that this week was going online and watching all the like reactions to it
2: did anybody have anything nice to say like was there good coverage
0: I will say this, and this is a different to me. The differences between like Twitter meme world, like if for those of you that can't s- see me right now, which is everyone except for Ivy and Jamie and Greg, like I'm like clicking with my thumb between Wait. Twitter meme world and general population is like I what we watch this because our son PD is like super into NASA and space and whatever. And so, like, we were watching the live broadcast of this thing. So and on there, it's like, and what an achievement! And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like the first—I don't know what the—it was very specific. The first private citizen space, like non-ast, like NASA space flight, with a, you know, like an orb, like a into into suborbit for this long, like because we've done this, right? Like the, the other thing is like, these types of space flights have been done for fifty years, right. so. It's not like breaking new territory, but they were very, like, fawning coverage on, like, network TV.
1: Good so. thing no one watches TV anymore.
2: <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Damn. We just got burnt so yeah. hard. So I, I sorry, mean, I had to go for we it. We were watching it. We oh, were watching yeah. it. Yeah, you were... I mean, I we so, did not watch it. There we go. Yeah. On television. But, I mean, yeah. I, I just... It's not lost on me that, you know, Jeff Bezos in particular's, his um, flight vessel, is that? I don't know. It was just, (laughs) you know, overly phallic. Like it was, (laughs) you know, and like, I know that like, why couldn't you, um, who's the virgin guy? Virgin Galactic, like, what's his? Oh, Richard Branson. Why couldn't you Richard Branson and use, like, something that kind of looked like an airplane? Yeah. And you just, like, fly up, lose some gravity, come back down. No, he went full penis. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah.
0: There's got to be a reason. And only Jeff Bezos and, you know, his ex-wife. Yeah,
2: ex-wife, ex-wife.
0: Yeah. Because I saw some other tweet about, like, or some other meme out there that, that uh, if your ex-husband is, like, leaving the planet or has to do this to deal with the divorce, like, you've won or something. <laughs> oh, like. yeah. she
2: definitely won right. in, in this by leaving him, scenario. probably. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. All the money she got. Did you see she, like, gave a lot of it away already? Oh, that she's just, cool. like,
2: making it rain on the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I love it. Because, I mean, that's, you'll never spend all that money in your lifetime. No. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, and your kids won't be able to spend it all either. You might, like... Honestly, this is what the people are asking for. Like,
0: maybe she could use it to like reopen Borders books, which Bezos killed, or like maybe not Borders, but like, but like let's put you know an independent bookstore in every town across America, like, or just fully fund public libraries. Yeah, libraries. Yeah, just like, yeah. Why not? What
1: are what are those? I'm kidding. (laughs) The look on my
0: face. I was. Ivy's leaning full into the. (laughs) <laughs> Gen Z, like, yeah. Uh, um,
1: well, next up, we're going to talk about the celebrity in the room. Oh, Greg. Yeah. Yes. Greg, why don't you just come on over and tell All us right. the situation? So while
0: Greg is walking over, Greg Hauenstein is our wonderful producer for What a Week and the Potluck Media Network, and we're and he's famous now or infamous. So infamous. Take it away, Greg. You're such a liar. I'm I'm a dirty rotten liar, and
3: by God, they've exposed me. Um, in response to the back the blue law, part of which uh, criminalizes uh, uh, doing anything to the American flag that, that someone finds offensive. Um, never mind that you know Texas versus Johnson back in the '90s '80s uh, ruled that that's okay. It's protected speech. Um, the back the blue law makes it Ill- illegal. So I, I, in my snarky way, for those who follow me on Twitter at Greg Howenstein, you good know, blood, good he blood. Throws yeah, because it
2: out there, yeah. for right, the well, everyone, people to see because
3: everyone can spell it correctly. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of followers I off
1: that, right?
3: Anywho, the Daily Iowan wrote a Politifact article about my tweet, how I, I said, uh, uh, you know. Don't, don't wear any uh, swimsuits or, or towels. Sit on a towel that looks like an American flag. Or you're a criminal. Obviously being facetious. A uh, Republican blogger tried calling me out. I st- replied, I'm obviously being facetious because I'm not an idiot. But that didn't stop the Daily Iowan from taking me down. So here I sit, owned by the liberal media.
0: You've been canceled.
3: <sighs> I've been canceled.
1: It's really about time that-
3: <laughs> right, gosh. I'm surprised right. it took this long. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So here I sit okay. from Canceltown. Greg Howenstein signing off. Okay. Back behind the board with
0: you. Yeah. Well, Greg, you'll always have a place here. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I know how to work the board. That's
0: right. That's right. We need. Yeah. <laughs> What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are mixed and edited by Greg Howenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to to leave us a five-star review
1: and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week.